I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is author, sports broadcaster, and entrepreneur Jordan Babineau. His new book is Pivot to Win, Make the Big Plays in Life, Sports, and Business. Since leaving the NFL, Jordan Babineau has not only become a sports broadcaster, but he has transitioned to entrepreneur, author, and business executive. With his new book, he's helping people to use their strengths to overcome adversity and to be motivated for the long run. He currently serves as the voice of the Seattle Seahawks on both television and radio, also helping organizations, teams, and leaders navigate change. He and his brother, Jonathan, former defensive end for the Atlantic Fa- Atlanta Falcons, founded a company that has produced film comedy specials as well as the movie Woman Thou Art Loosed. They also launched a specialized car service in Seattle and created the Babineau Foundation, a nonprofit that gives back to their hometown of Port Arthur, Texas, and contributes to lupus research. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Nice to have you here. Thanks, Catherine. Wow, it's a mouthful of reading that intro. Sorry, I should have tightened <laughs> that up for you a little bit. Well, you've done so much stuff. We want to get it all in there. We want to make sure everybody knows who we're talking to because, you know, pivot to win. How do we do it? I don't think we can accomplish all that you've accomplished, but, you know, maybe if we just take little kernels of that, we'll be able to do something. So I guess the first question, probably the first question most people ask you, uh, what inspired you to write this book, Pivot to Win, amongst all the other things that you're doing? Yeah, thank you. You know, um, you know, writing Pivot to Win was something that was just, I think, part of core of who I am. Um, you know, those who know me well know that I, I love to find ways of helping other people. And being able to write Pivot to Win is another opportunity to do, do so. Um, sharing my stories of success and failures along the way, uh, things that have worked well for me, and, um, you know, really put it in a way where it's digestible for, for anyone, um, no matter where you are in your pivot, where you are in your transition, uh, where you are in life. Um, mid-level leaders, uh, CEOs, organization leaders, um, you know, philanthropy leaders, um, and entrepreneurs, certainly. Uh, anyone who wants to seek personal change, this story, this book is for you. Well, tell your story. Let's start with your story, because I think that's a good place to start, your personal story. I mean, you're an athlete, a big-time athlete, everyone's going to say, okay, so you're under a lot of pressure. Um, There's no question about that. How do you deal, how have you dealt with that kind of pressure and and stress, and, you know, what's your strategy? How can we use that? Yeah, well, you know, growing up in Port Arthur, Texas, I was surrounded by drug abuse, addictions, violence, economic ruins. Um, we were living on government assistance where um, the streets seemed like a faster way to make money. Um, I, I share, share a lot of the story uh, in, in Pivot to Win uh, about this, this clock idea. Of I, I re- remember as a kid, I was looking at the wall, looking at the clock. I was like, how does this clock work? <laughs> I, oh, there I got to found out all it takes is batteries, right? <laughs> um, but, but there's so many different mechanisms that makes one axle or one dial on the clock that uh, moves another one. And interestingly enough, I just wanted to figure out how things worked. Um, You know, even in my own circumstances where peer pressure was heavy, uh, and I I always had this idea, this vision 
of what life and things felt like outside of my current environment. And I always took myself there to this mental place. Um, and you'd be surprised the power of the mind, how we can attract things in our life by our thoughts. And I would say it started there um, from from childhood of, of having a vision or an idea uh, that was far greater than my circumstances. And I think many of us, no matter where we are in our lives, uh, if we're looking for change, if we're looking for promotion, if we're looking for better relationships, it first starts by envisioning that. So in other words, you're saying don't just get stuck right where you are, be able to look beyond. Is that what you were able to do? I mean, there you were in this circumstances that were, you know, drugs, alcohol, all that stuff was right there, but you could somehow see beyond it. Did somebody help you to do that? I mean, did that come from someone in your family or, uh, you know, someone outside of your family or school? Or is this something that you just sort of, this is who you are, this is your core, this is your DNA? I would I would say um, there was a, a, a mix of, of, of all of it. You know, certainly, um, you know, to say that I've always been one way would <laughs> be uh complete opposite of things that I talk about in the book, which is a growth mindset, right? To always to always think that I had a growth mindset is, is really a fixed mindset. Um, but 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 it does in, in incorporate a little bit of everything that all of those ingredients that you just mentioned. It's it's looking beyond yourself. It's um, always looking forward and thinking about the things that you want for your life or having a vision of, you know, someone you inspire to be, a, a great leader, uh, a great uh, community ambassador, a great husband, a great wife, um, a great business owner. Anyone that's in this space where you can look at and say, that's something that I want to achieve or something that I want to pursue, you don't take everything from everyone's life. I mean, I think we all know that, right? You have to shape your own life. But you take bits and pieces of it that's helpful for you. And, and along the way, um, I was able to do so. And, um, you know, in Pivot to Win, I, you know, I express that. I, I, I show my vulnerabilities of things that I weren't so good at. Um, and certainly pivoting away from the NFL were, you know, was one of the toughest challenges for me. I had to redefine success. Um, you know, it was no longer putting on a jersey or making big plays or tackling Tony Romo before he got into the end zone. <laughs> I think our Cowboys fans will love that one. Um, but when we go through change, Catherine, we experience loss. Um, you know, loss of identity, um, loss of friendships, you know, loss of uh, self-confidence at times. And always focusing forward or having this vision of looking out and beyond uh, beyond yourself or the current circumstances are ways to overcome that so you don't get stuck. Yeah, I think that's really an important point, Jordan, because I think that's one of the biggest fears, that fear of, yes, if you're going to go on to some, when you go on to something else, you, you there is that feeling of loss. And we all kind of fight that. We don't want to experience that, but you have to do that to go forward. I think that is really critical, key. Um, but also the other thing you say, which I thought was important, is like you say you have to find people who other people who will hold you accountable when you do this, accountable to yourself to stick to your goals. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 it requires a little bit of vulnerability to, to go out to someone. And, and I call these, it's like, oh, well, I don't share my goals with anyone, right? I mean, you know, I, there, there are people who will kill your dream. <laughs> 
Catherine, you and I both know there, there are people who will kill your dreams, right? But there's also people who decide to want to verbally kill your dreams, and some, sometimes you're motivated by it. I, I was motivated by it. I mean, look, I was the scrawny kid in high school that, that put on 25 pounds my freshman year at Southern Arkansas and, and played Division II football and somehow found my way in the, into the NFL as an undrafted free agent and played nearly a decade. You know, so I was, I was, I would say my early accountability partner was my brother, um, Jonathan, who played 12 years for the Atlanta Falcons. We developed this level of competition since an early age. Whatever he wanted to do, I wanted to do. Whatever he liked to do, I tried to do it better. And we would always play this little ping pong game of, um, you know, who's better or how can we get ahead? And, and, and in our minds, what we didn't know is that we were developing this crazy, crazy desire to win and this crazy de- desire of competition. And I didn't realize it until earlier. I mean, until later in life, you kind of have these revelations and these ahas where you can flash back at childhood and, and understand where the core of some of these things existed. I, 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 and my brother was my greatest competitor. Um, but then the older I got, I realized, wait, the whole time I was looking externally for competition. And, you know, if it wasn't my brother, it was my opponent. And, and it's, you know, sometimes it's a good way to look at it, but it can be unhealthy because, you know, when you look outside of yourself for competition, you know, you, you can develop this, um, this human nature of jealousy or, um, you know, this, this idea of that can really diminish how you feel about yourself, a loss of self-confidence to feel that someone else is getting the advancement and someone else is getting the promotion and you may feel like you're more deserving of it. When essentially when we talk about competition, it's am I being my best self? And plain and simple, it, 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 am I being my best self in this moment? And I think when we can truthfully look in the mirror and answer that question, um, we can be satisfied with the results. Okay, so that has to do with another thing that you mentioned. Let, if I'm not being my best self, you have to let go of those habits that aren't helping you and be able to face them head on. I think that's one of the things you say. But also you say don't take, because we hear this all the time, refuse to take, you know, refuse to take no for an answer. Okay, we hear that a lot. You know, if you want to get ahead, refuse to take no for an answer. Um, but you talk about this in, a, in the book. You say, well, what should people actually do uh, when faced with a no? What do you do? How do you do that? How do you handle it so you can pivot to win? Yeah. You know, and, Catherine, I think, you know, when I talk about, the, you know, refuse to accept no, um, it's like I've surely, certainly, that we've all have been told no in specific areas that we wanted to achieve or goals that we, you know, set out for ourselves or things that we wanted to accomplish and or, you know, clients that we wanted to engage with. Um, you know, I, I, oftentimes we can look at it two ways, right? Am I asking the right person? Is this the right person that has the authority to make that decision? And then will I just be content on settling for that, you know, or is there a better way? I think Steve Jobs continued to say those ask that question in the development and, and growth in, you know, the mega company that we all love in, in Apple is that, is there a better way? 
well, is there, is there someone else who can answer my yes, who can get my yes? And, and, and maybe I'm just stubborn to believe that <laughs> I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> but I think when we look at this refuse to accept no idea is that refuse to say no to yourself. You know, th- there's, there's this, this battle that I think that everyone experienced between the body and the mind. And there's this enemy that lives within us, whether we believe it or not. And this enemy can talk us out of our goals. It can talk us out of going, make this phone call to, 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 to prospect this particular client, to, uh, to reach out and, and start a new relationship or to go to an event that I really don't want to go to. Right? So you have to, you have to really develop a, sen- a, self, um, a sense of self-awareness around, am I telling myself no? Am I creating something that doesn't exist by simply juggling these thoughts, which in most cases are negative because naturally that's just who we are. It's part of human nature that we really have to fight this beast of negativity. But when you tell yourself no, now you limit yourself of the new opportunities, of of places where you can grow, relationships and people that you may meet, and the goals that you want to achieve for yourself. And and that's one of one of the you know things that I talk about in Pivot to Win is is looking at this no as how can I get to a yes, but also not telling myself no. Yeah. So the enemy of that is within kind of that that, that self doubt. That's it's 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 you or it's us. It's we. Um, that's where that enemy that that's where that enemy can be. Um, now, professional athlete. There are all kinds of, obviously, skills involved with that. So now you're an entrepreneur. How, what, those skills that you obviously have as a professional athlete, um, how did that help you to become a better entrepreneur? Specifically, examples. Yeah. So I mentioned pivoting away from the NFL was one of the most challenging things that I had to experience, right, Catherine? I went from being the best in the world to now being a beginner at something else and trying to understand how to navigate and move through that in a way where I could still take the field, meaning the the, now the office space, (laughs) with the same confidence I did when I ran out of the tunnel. And, you know, I, I realized two things. One was Hard work doesn't necessarily equal results. And, you know, we know many people who can work hard but don't seem to get ahead, don't seem to achieve the things that they want for themselves. I I can tell you that because I was that person. (laughs) It it wasn't about working hard, you know. Um, And it wasn't – you can can blend in in working smarter, but I needed to read, hone in, redefine some new skills. You know, this was a completely different – shift from the physical skills that I developed and matured and crafted for far so long to become an expert at it that now I had to work on and manage other skills in in order to succeed in this new arena, this new stadium, entrepreneurship. One of those skills that I I see and self-included that it was challenged with is time management. When I got into the NFL, I, I, you know, there's – you, you get a, you get a, an itinerary for the entire week. It tells you where to be, <laughs> what meeting to go to, what time you can eat. <laughs> the only thing it didn't say is what time you can go to the bathroom. Thankfully, they were they were okay about <laughs> allowing us to have some that. flexibility there. <laughs> but 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 I had to I had to to to, to understand and and really get a hold of what time management looked like for me now. 
and managing my schedule and managing the distractions. I, you know, that's one thing that can keep us from reaching our destination and fulfilling our purpose are distractions. And, and when I understood that, I started getting a better sense of time management and guarding my calendar a lot better. Um, I had to seek out and, and understand what developing new skills as a business owner would, um, that I needed to develop in order to have the same success that I did on a playing field. And so, Was there um, any moment that know, that happened field, where you were just realizing, yeah, I'm working so hard, but I'm really not getting anywhere, and then, boom, something happens, and you're like, uh-oh, now I, I see this, you know, just my whole time, as you're talking about time management, it's really not working? I mean, was there like a, oh, a, yeah. oh, a, yeah. a benchmark? Yeah. Well, let me share this with you. When I started this transportation company, I sat down in my basement and wanted to figure out how can I map this thing out? How can I have it perfectly before I even started, right? <laughs> Which I can tell you, I probably spent more time working on, um, you know, trying to build the company than I was uh, than I was actually working on sales and growth and finding great people and developing my human capital. And I, I spent far too much time in developing an employee handbook. <laughs> it's as simple as that, right? You like say, oh, so, so what, are, what are the company's core values? And I agree, all of those things are important and you should identify them. But now you can go out and, and, I mean, there are templates for many of the things that you want. I mean, you can get on the internet and figure out how to start a company, <laughs> right? And you craft it and then you craft it and you build it so that it fits you and it fits who you are at the core, right? So, you know, it wasn't about working hard. I had many sleepless nights that I was, you know, up late, early in the morning, trying to build this, build a business and wasn't getting anywhere. And, but it wasn't until, you know, I really set out um, and actually put it in motion and put it in work to see if the play works. You know, I had to go practice the play. You say practice the play. I wasn't even practicing the play. I kept, I was, I was in the playbook still drawing X's and O's essentially as, as I'm using a football metaphor. And eventually I had to go practice and play the game. And so, um, you know, there's while it's while it's great to, to to be strategic and have a plan as as you approach certain things, right? Because, um, you know, certainly that makes a lot of sense and can really, uh, you know, restrain you from, restrict you from, you know, just dumping money into areas that that doesn't produce revenue. But it's also important to go play the game, and I think that's where you get the most experiences when you're in the game. And um, yeah, using a football metaphor away from. Uh, you know, how sports relates to business. Business essentially is a team sport. In terms of playing the game, and it is a team sport, business is a team sport, as you say, what about how in this past year, how does that play into changes, unexpected changes that all of us have had to, in business, uh, experience uh, due to the COVID pandemic? Um, what kind of advice do you have for people? Because you have to pivot now. It seems to me that any, no matter what career you're in over the past year, there has to have been or should have been or should be a lot of pivoting um, in light of, of, of this pandemic. Correct. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And un- unfortunately, there are you know, many small businesses who, who have really had to close the doors. And you, know, you take these small business owners who put their – family savings on the line they they only they only had a, a very few options in, in moving through this pandemic and one of them was you know increasing my debt you know which again lenders you know kind of restricted what 
lending looked like. And so that's changed. Um, I look at pivots as opportunities to grow, both personally, professionally, spiritually, emotionally. And, you know, it's, it's as if we're spending too much time on the doors that, that's closed instead of focusing on the ones that may be open. Um, who are my clients or my customers and how am I serving them in a way that's still productive? And then am I looking at my current processes and systems in order to develop for something um, as drastic as a pandemic? Now, I can tell you this, Catherine, I, I don't care. No risk mitigation, um, no um, um, risk mitigation plan or, or you know, could have, saved any company in, in dealing with something this severe. I mean, it, it, it's, been, it's been tough for the entire world to, to overcome such things. But in, in where we are right now, here's a chance for us to understand and redefine what ground zero is for me or for us or for your company. I, I talk about, you know, a, you know, five steps in moving through change. We're in we're in change, and whether we believe it or not, we're in a, we're in a pivot, a big a big pivot, both personally and professionally. And so, ground zero is a way for us to reestablish what our core values are on the personal level, understand how we still want to you know make an impact in our community and in our world, and then making the necessary change to move through that right, which which includes your accountability group and having share your stakeholders all involved. Um, you know, in that change. But but the first thing is accepting it, right? I have to accept that something has changed. I can't just bury my head in the sand and believe that I'm going to continue to serve my customers or I'm going to continue to in, employ the same habits that I have personally and still reach the success that I want to have while we're going through this big change. And, and Jordan, that is, I think, too, I, I, okay. hate to cut, I hate to cut you off. We only have a couple minutes left, but I think I really want to leave with that no worry, thought because no I think that's so important because I hear so many people saying, I'm just going to go back to the way it was, back to the way it was. And I, it, you can't go back to the way it was. It's exactly what you say. You have to accept the change. I, that, I think that's number one, and I think a lot of people are struggling with that. So um, so right. they need to read your book, <laughs> Pivot to Win. Yeah. But, yeah, because uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the key points <laughs> right now in this the whole COVID thing. Give us a website and or websites we can go to for more information about you, your work, what you're doing, the book. Yeah, Catherine, thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope I was able to add value to your listeners and, 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 to, um, and to the world. I, I'll, you know, those who want to get a, a free chapter download can go to pivottowin.com right now, and there's a free chapter download um, just by, um, you, you know, logging into, logging into the website. I'll, sh- I'll leave it with this, um, Catherine, if I can. It's, it's a quote by Charles Darwin that shares that it's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor it's the most intelligent. It's the one who is most adaptable to change. And that's, that's, that's the it. essence of the book. The essence of the book is moving us from one place to the next and moving through change for us to still have confidence of who we are at our core to still make a difference in the world. Great. That's so well said. And I thank you so much for that. And, and good luck with the book. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. 